Well, here we are again. Good morning. Um, I've uh, been reading through some things and thought, gee, there's a message there. There's something to, for everybody, but a lot of this is for the young people. The young people and the parents who are raising young people and the grandparents and the rest of us who could learn from these things. There are some young people in the scripture and you wonder where did they get the character that they had. We think of Joseph in the Old Testament whose brothers sold him to uh, slavery and he was taken down to Egypt. And the very first person who bought him, you know, was kind of an upscale person. Uh, and he must have seen something in this young man. Uh, and Joseph was made to take care of the guy's household, the whole household and everything. So uh, there was some kind of character in it. And we know things that happened in Joseph's life where uh, his character came through. You could think of David uh, when he was just a shepherd boy and all the army of, of Israel is faced with the Philistines and Goliath. And he comes up as about a 17-year-old and he's willing to take down Goliath because he has trust that the Lord will take him down. And the things he says to Goliath, you know, how dare you uh, talk about our God that way and blaspheme him? So there, there are things like that. Daniel uh, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they were willing to go into the fiery furnace, uh, and yet uh, they trusted God. So we do have these examples, and as you read through the stories of each one of these, you get the idea of, these are men, young people, who had a certain character built into them. One that was really uh, uh, something I, I guess we don't look at too often. Manasseh was a king of Israel, of, of Judah, in Jerusalem. And he reigned for 55 years. He was the most wickedest man ever. 55 years. He had idols in the temple and all kinds of things. They said it was worse then than the, the Amalekites and Amorites that they had killed off to live there. And then he dies and his son, 22-year-old Amon, uh, took over. But Amon's servants killed him after two years. And, uh, uh, and so the people rose up and killed off all the people that killed the king, and they put Amon's son in charge. Now, Amon's son was eight years old. Eight years old. He's the king of, Israel, of Judah. And he was a good king. He, he, uh, he didn't turn to the right or to the left, but was straight on for the Lord. But something happened during his reign and by the time he was 26 years old, they were doing some work in the, in the temple. And one of the scribes found the law of Moses, the law of God, the book of the law. And he brought it to Josiah. And Josiah tore his, he, he read through it and tore his clothes and says, we're not doing what we should be doing. 
he had just been handed down. His grandfather, Manasseh, had all that stuff going on, and he didn't know any better, but he just, he was a good king. He was a good kid. But now that he has the law of God, it changed everything. He destroyed all the false worship. He got rid of everything, cleaned out, cleansed out the temple. What was it? It was that he had been reading the law of God, the word. He had been reading this. That does something to us. We've been going through in, in our, our study of James. You reading the word, if you know, just set up a, a schedule and go ahead and make yourself read it. It will affect you. It will affect your thinking. It will affect you, the way you live. It will affect your conscience. Uh, then we go to the New Testament. And this is... This kind of uh, surprised me. You have young Mary. Mary, an angel appears to Mary before she gets married to, jo to Joseph. And in those days, marriage for a, a young girl was like 14 to 16 years old. So Mary's, let, let's say she's 15, and she gets pregnant by the Holy Spirit, and she goes to visit her cousin, Elizabeth. And she's greeting Elizabeth. Elizabeth greets her. And then Mary uh, gives this, this song of praise. They call it the Magnificat because that's the Latin for magnify the Lord. And John MacArthur talks about Mary's Magnificat in, in this way. She says Mary's prayer is filled with Old Testament allusions and quotations. It reveals that Mary's heart and mind were saturated with the word of God. It contains repeated echoes of Hannah's prayer. Now, if you know the Old Testament, Hannah, uh, her husband was a, a high priest, uh, but she was childless. She was barren, and she went crying. I think Eli was the the high priest at the time, and her husband was one of the uh, priest and uh, she was crying at the altar and Eli thought she was drunk and she says no no I'm praying that, that God would give me a child and uh, so she gets a child God answers her prayer and her prayer reads a lot like like Mary's prayer or Mary's prayer Sounds a lot like Hannah's. Hannah's is a lot longer. But it's amazing. How did Mary know these things? Mary, at 15 years old, knew the scripture. She was repeating things that Hannah had said. It's John MacArthur goes on to say, These verses also contain numerous allusions to the law, the Psalms, and the prophets. The entire passage is a point-by-point -point reciting of the covenant promises of God. Just, you want your young people to have character like these people in the Scripture? Fill them with the Word. You know, I'm reminded that, you know, if I haven't been living right, I, I can't go back and start young, but I can start right now. I can start right now, and from this point on, I want to serve the Lord and be even stronger in, in the character that God calls us to. 
But let's look at the prayer that uh, that Mary uh, said. So this is in Luke chapter one, verse forty six. Mary says, my soul magnifies the Lord. Next verse. And my spirit has rejoiced in God, my savior. Now, for those of you who have a Catholic background, Mary says, my savior, you know, in the Catholic church, she was immaculate. She was conceived without sin. She was raised to heaven bodily because she didn't have any sin. Well, Mary here says, I need a savior. So we, we know that from just this verse. And then she goes on, for he has had regard for the humble state of his bond slave. For behold, henceforth all generations will call me blessed. In the next verse she goes on, for he who is mighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. Now, if you go over each verse, each part of her prayer, you're thinking, this little 15-year-old girl, look at where her heart was, look at where her thinking was, look what she recognized and what she knew. Verse 50, and his mercy is on those who fear him from generation to generation. She knew these things. 51. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. 52. He has put down the mighty with, from their thrones and exalted the lowly. I mean, just the thoughts of a 15-year-old girl, I'm thinking her, her mind must be saturated with the word of God. 53, he has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. It would be amazing to see what Hannah had prayed at the point because Hannah was saying the exact same things in many places. And 54, uh, he has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy. I mean, she knew the history of her country. 55, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to his seed forever. So she knew these things. This was who Mary was. And so these, these examples, uh, they, they encourage us. Be in the word. Read the word. Eat of the word. Meditate on the word like Psalm 1 says, you know, uh, fill your mind with these things. Uh, think on these things from Philippians, you know. So we have all these encouragements. The word is so important, and we 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 don't. Sometimes we just say, "Well, I, I don't need it today," or "I don't," you know. I go a week without it because, well, you know, I'm okay. Well, where could you be? Where could we be if we were filling ourselves with the word? So we pray, Lord, we thank you for a written word, a logos that has all that you have to say to us and you fill our hearts with good things in the word and you strengthen our spirit, you strengthen our hearts and minds. Lord, you cleanse us with your word. 
And we are thankful that we can come together here and be taught even more of your word. And so in song, we give you praise and we worship you and we honor you and we give you thanks in Jesus name. Amen.